<laughs> Hello again, everyone. This is DNF Happy Hour, and we're continuing on with hashtag March Monster Madness with a fluffy monster fucker that takes fluffy quite literally in the tail wagging Muscles and Monsters by Ashley Bennett. Because again, hashtag March Monster Madness. back to another episode of dnf happy hour we the bookish podcast where we mel b and uh, jackie d well hello there your hosts break down some of our craziest reads and discuss if they're ready for their uh, screen adaptation debut we also provide a little insight into some of the lesser known or more controversial dramas and tropes out there in the bookish world our, our experiences with them which usually have been just headfirst unaware blindsided t-boned like yeah <laughs> this episode we are continuing to discuss the fluffiest monster fucker romances on kindle limited every single one kindle limited anyways just a warning we record these after our main show so we are a bit sloshed and we are hashtag sorry not sorry for whatever is about to come out of our mouths so not sorry let me set the scene for you and it's a very, very small scene. I literally Googled cute monster romances when we decided to do fluffy monster fuckers this month. And as I did that, I Googled it. <laughs> it was just a wall of pink book cover thumbnails. So I pulled them all up and I'm like, okay. First I checked which was on Kindle Unlimited. And then from there, I just picked the cutest one. And that's what we got. Monsters or Muscles and Monsters and Girls Weekend next. There's two of them. The other two, we did Ice Planet Barbarians last week, and the last episode we're going to do, well, it's actually not the last. I put out to Twitter to give us uh, another fluffy monster fucker, because I forgot. There's another Friday in this month. There's five. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so weird episode short <laughs> planned for, for March. So March uh, Monster Madness, we need another episode. So people have been sending me stuff on Twitter. Monsters, uh, or Muscles and Monsters, I keep fucking up the name. And Girls Weekend just had just the cutest covers. And I said, fuck it, let's go. I also will say this. I don't know what it is about the fluffy monster fuckers that is just so satisfying. Most of the time, I think they're really short and to the point and kind of quirky. But I was thinking about it. And I'm not a big fan of the normal rom-com. Like just normal, like funny people to people. It's something when I'm reading, and I've read a couple, and I just roll my eyes. But it's the same shit happening in these monster fuckers that I'm like, this is so cute. It's so adorable. I love everything about it. I want it. <laughs> you know? Where in the regular rom-coms, I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <It's> so stupid. <laughs> I, I, I think it might have something to do with the fact that right out of the gate, you have to suspend your disbelief because it's, it's all make-believe to begin with. So you can't come at it too critically. Like, not as you wouldn't say that. I'm like, well, she's talking to basically an oversized furry. So does it yeah. matter? Right? <laughs> and we don't know what a, a wolven 
or like a half orc, half fey, half elf is going to say, because they don't fucking exist. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, I like it. Yeah. What have, I mean, what do you say? I'm just, I'm just going to say, uh, does Mel told me to read it, cover it? I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just threw them at Jaggy. I'm like, read these. We're doing yeah. episodes on them. Yeah. Uh, but then the other one that we had already read that we're putting back into this is the that one time I what is the time it? I got what? drunk and drunk and uh, what saved a demon yeah something like rescued saved a demon whatever it's so cute there's it's the mead adventures or so, I don't know we'll, yeah. we'll get the name out there right but they're so funny and that's a monster fucker too so we'll do that later but yeah. Okay, this is what, if you go to Goodreads and look up Muscles and Monsters by Ashley Bennett and you read the little summary, this is what you get. Leviathan Fitness is known for monsters, muscles, and wolven who rescue damsels in distress. After a wedding cake catastrophe, local decorator Tegan finds herself being helped by a solid wall of fur and fangs named Atlas. She's never met anyone like him and finds herself enamored by his wolfish charm. After their sweet encounter, Atlas invites her to his gym anytime she needs his cake-lifting services. <sighs> Adorable. Mm. Tegan decides that instead, she wants to lift the cakes herself. She signs up for a membership with Leviathan Fitness, determined to build her strength. Primal desires emerge as Atlas and Tegan test just how much their new love can lift, and if there are any limits to what monsters and humans can do. Muscles and Monsters is book one in the Leviathan Fitness series. Each book will center around the gym and feature a different monster pairing. Adorable. And it's, it takes place in a gym. Yeah. <laughs> ah. These are our genres and cho- tropes and other shit that's going on in this book. First thing is that this is considered a romantic fantasy. So this is a romantic fantasy, and that's not to be confused with a fantasy romance which is really kind of weird because you would think it would be the fantasy romance because this is a romance novel but is cataloged as a romantic fantasy because the romance is what takes the main stage over the fantasy and mm-hmm. that the fantasy is like the supernatural uh animals and because there's wolven and griffins and all this other shit where they're coexisting with humans so this is this is obviously a fantastical world that they are in and not real but because the romance takes the front stage in this where it's set on top of the fantastical features it is a romantic fantasy and that is straight from the publisher's like guide Hmm. i was actually thrown by that i was like oh i would have said fantasy romance they said that would be where the fantasy elements are the most important and romance is like a subplot. So whatever, whatever literature world. <laughs> so in Muscles and Monsters, what we have is we have a supernatural-ish world and form such as Atlas, who is the woven, and other anthropomorphized beings. Like those are the plot elements and theme and setting. So that's why we have a romantic fantasy. Second thing is, is anthropomorphic creatures. So yes, monster fucker, blah, 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 blah. But this is quite specific here that we have this in this world because they are anthropomorphic creatures. And if you are not aware of what that word means, think of Zootopia. Mm -hmm. It is when you apply human characteristics to animals. 
And that's what they are. They are just overgrown. Wolven is a wolf. It's an anthropomorphized wolf. Uh, the griffin that his friend is in there is an anthropomorphized bird. You know, so like they're fantastical, but they are first animals that are given human characteristics. So they are anthropomorphized. Say that three times quick. Also, with Atlas, there's it's not categorized as this, but I feel like with some of the elements they threw into the book that it kind of had a paranormal feel because it's very like werewolfish. Yeah. Right. There was some werewolf themes. He is not a werewolf, but there was some of that. So I'm going to go, I'm going to like throw in a little bit of paranormal with this as well. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of focus on the full moon mm-hmm. and him changing or the rut mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? Yep. It had, to, it had to be a little smutty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for reviews, out of five, this got a three point eight eight on Goodreads. I don't think it, I don't think that's bad. I think it's actually pretty good for this. Yeah. We say this like this is one of those where you got to know your limit before you get into it. And a lot of these lower reviews are probably the ones that are like, I did, I had no idea, but this is clearly my limit. <laughs> I should not have read this. <laughs> it has about six thousand ratings. About one thousand of those uh, actually wrote reviews. Five stars is about 33%, which is actually the highest concentration. Then right behind it at 32% is four out of five. 24% is three out of five. And then 7% is two and 2% is one. So overall, people people did enjoy this. First five out of five. The cutest fucking book I have read in years with a ton of exclamation points, all in caps. Also all in caps. My ovaries exploded. Another slew of exclamation points. The whole quote-unquote wolf daddy caught me off guard, though. <laughs> okay, I would also... Okay, I just had this question. I, I agree. I'm like, yes, cute fucking book. But how did the wolf catch you off guard when it's literally on the fucking cover of the book? I think it's them saying wolf daddy. Oh, so the actual them saying it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, like, you didn't know there was a wolf in it. Like, you got, you got like, halfway through. You're like, wait a minute. She's going to do yeah. – she's doing what with it? Okay. The yeah. wolf daddy – okay. So that might – I wonder now, are they just totally averse to, to daddy? Because some people just don't like that. But. I have a strong aversion to it, but, you know, whatever. I'm indifferent. It just yeah. depends on what the context is. Or sometimes say it, I'm like, nah, all right. Then other yeah. times I'm like, please <laughs> don't ever do that again. But, of course, they – continue to do it for the rest of the book Uh, uh, okay next review is also a five out of five i am unwell followed by three crying emojis and then in all caps the rest of it (laughs) this is such an amazing book might be my top favorite of the year ah there's a whole bunch of Everything about it is so perfect. And then it has that little emoji of like the, I just, I don't know what to say. The, like, the chef's kiss. Chef's yeah. kiss. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. uh, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. We got another five out of five. I'm telling you people like this book. All the feel good endorphins here. Tegan is adorable and feisty and just so normal. Atlas is cute and, and adorbs. Not adorable, adorbs. Totes adorbs. And I love that he has... <laughs> this is right, I forgot about this. I love that he had insecurities to deal with, even being a big buff woven. That's right, he has like, um, trigger warning, he has like body image issues, and he's yeah. uh, kind of a binger, not a purger, but a binger, and a like, I'm going to work out excessively kind of dude. Yeah. So that. 
It was just the tonic needed. Low angst, cute interactions, loads of good chemistry, interesting side characters, followed by an H-E-A, happily ever after. Would totally recommend. Same. Same, sister, same. (laughs) Okay, the next review is a 3 out of 5. In the review, the person actually gave it a 3.5 out of 5. But that's not a thing on Goodreads, so they just said 3.5. Thump, thump, thump. This little smutty fluff fest was just what I needed this week. Super cute. Thump, thump, y'all. That's my favorite, too. (laughs) It's that's an uh, that that alludes to the fact that Atlas's tail, every time he's around Tegan, is just like thump thump thump, just wagging constantly. He's like a dog. So, yeah. He's a dog. He's so happy. He can't control his yeah. tail. Is just I, he's he's Hans when Stephen comes home. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Next three out of three. I need to stop listening to Bookstagram. Love the cover, and that's about it. But still gave it a three. I know. Okay. This is like a, a generous raider. Yeah. <sighs> and then probably to our most favorite of our favorite part is the one out of fives. Oh, yes. This dot 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 was pretty terrible. Cringy, too cutesy, while basically being porn. How's that work? And the characters were one dimensional. I mean, it was only like 180 pages. I don't know what I know. you're going to get. <laughs> It's, some people are even listing it as a novella, not even a full. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> All right, one out of one. Or one out of one. One out of five. Here we go. The story is cute and the characters are good, but swear to God, this lady, this lady is just fucking a dog in the woods and I just cannot. Also, the line, quote unquote, are you ready for daddy's monster cock and nut? I forgot about that. <laughs> Okay, yes, that's the thing. I, I, I'll give you that. <laughs> Are you ready for daddy's monster cock and not? No, sir. <laughs> fair. It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for everybody. Like, what do you... I mean, when you describe it like that, sure. Yeah. Like I said, not for everybody. But that leads yeah. us perfectly into our final review which is a one out of five. I have limits, apparently. <laughs> I love the good old self-reflection review. Yeah. Nothing bad. They're just like, I don't <laughs> like it. It's my fault. This was my limit. But one. <laughs> okay, let's get into the beefy part of this, where we're going to take this book now, and without trying to give any spoilers, we're going to try and cast it for its adaptation and then decide if we're going to watch it or not casting. Now I'm going to go with Tegan. She is the heroine in this. And I honestly think this could be anybody. I think it's going to be like a no name type casting, but if we're going to go, I'm going to say Barbie Ferreira and she is from euphoria or right. Is that what that show is called on HBO? I think, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Euphoria or whatever. Um, she's the, and I say this because she's gorgeous, but the whole premise of this is, uh, the story is that Tegan is not tiny. She is mm-hmm. not plus size either. She's just a healthy size. And this is what Barbie for She is just like a healthy size. She's a younger woman. She's absolutely gorgeous. And having seen like some of the show, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I really liked her character and I think she could pull it off where it's a little feisty, kind of funny, but can hold her own type character. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Fallon, who is uh. Atlas's best friend. And I'm not going to lie. Honestly, anybody could play him because he's a fucking griffin. Yeah, There's going to be fair. all kinds of makeup or CGI stuff going on. The only thing is, is he needs to come off as mildly douchey and smartass. Hmm. So somebody who could play that role pretty well. Honestly, <laughs> the one name that popped into my head was Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he could. Yep. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. that. Okay. All right. So Ryan Reynolds and Barbie Ferrer are like, this is cool. It's fucking weird, but we're down. Yeah. How is it getting adapted? I'm going to just say Hulu has done some weird shit in their originals. I feel like this is something they would pick up and just go with. And we, we're not going to get a lot of advertisements or trailers for it. It's kind of like, hey, hey, based on the book, you want to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> or actually not even admit that it's based on a book. They'll just, like, it'll show up on the recommended for you because my Amazon is bleeding out into everything else and it's just slowly <laughs> judging me. So I'm going to go with Hulu. And it, just a movie, quick movie. Yeah. Keeping with the theme from our other podcast, Read Watcher DNF, uh, I'm going to go straight to video, uh, which today's form of that is streaming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say Hulu or maybe even Amazon Prime. Maybe oh, even yeah. Netflix. Yeah. You know what? Netflix, if they do it, it would be one of like a foreign production would pick it up and then Netflix would buy it. And and the thing with Netflix, though, is you know how everybody just randomly, it was kind of like when U2 just released their album to everybody on iTunes oh, yeah. and nobody wanted it. Netflix, it was when 365 Days came out and it just popped up on everybody's For You or Number based on one. what you watch. Yeah. Like, I, I've never watched anything like this. Why would you think yeah. I would want to watch this? Like, I binged Downton Abbey and... Uh, Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Yeah. How how did those two r- reach this? I, did, I don't I, stupid I, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Hulu has uh, signed the contract with Barbie and Ryan. Here we go. This movie, this hour and barely 20 minute movie, what scene has to be in there to make it like a go for you to even consider to watch it? For me, it's when Tegan sticks up for Atlas at the gym when his, what's her name? I can't remember her name. She meant that much. His ex-girlfriend shows up. Oh, yeah. Was it like Sophia or something? I I don't know. I really don't fucking care. She was a bitch. Yeah. She's like, the full moon's coming up. I'm here for you if you want me. Slut. Yeah. Maybe maybe you should lose a couple pounds. And then Tegan's just like, Yeah, she is the reason uh, Atlas does not like his body. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, that's good because that's his little backstory there, right? And Mm -hmm. and he needs to have his. I'm going to say the opening scene is important where this is how the two of them meet. You know, she drops the cake. It's like that's that's just you need that scene in a romance, but definitely a rom-com, right? But really what I want to see from this is when he's helping her and he just gets super happy and you hear his like dub, 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 dub <laughs> on the van because his tail's going crazy. That's what I need. Yeah. And I want it to be, per- I want the tail thumping. I want a close up on the tail thumping. I want a wide shot of the tail thumping. I want her 
close up realizing that his tail is thumping. Like I just I need it. I need all of that. <laughs> okay. So Hulu puts it all together, hour, sixteen minutes, tops. We got both those scenes in there. Are you watching it? I this is what I'm gonna say. I would turn it on, but that is not a committal statement to if I'm watching it or not. It'll be on, I'll be like maybe reading, maybe on Twitter, but I will put it on. I would say maybe, and that's a really, really big maybe because the woven thing kind of weirded me out a little bit. It is weird, right? Yeah. Us. Everybody has their thing and no judgment whatsoever, but the furry thing is really not my thing. Yeah, because that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Especially when they're talking about like kissing. Because he's got yeah. a full-on muzzle, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but okay. Mm. I think if you just don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's review what we've learned. So we have the romantic fantasy, which is a subgenre of the you know romance. It includes the supernatural forms as the theme or plot. Uh, but... So it's romantic fantasy and not fantasy romance, Jackie. Why? Uh, because the supernatural stuff is not the driving part of the plot. Yeah, so that's why it's a romantic fantasy. <laughs> I feel like the wording is like switched, but whatever. Anyway, aka this is just written for furries. Yeah. They're all over it, but it's yep. still fucking cute. Then we have anthropomorphic. That's, you know, when we place the human characteristics on an animal. And in this case, you know, we have the wolven and the griffin and there's other ones in there. Oh, the, no, there's an orc in there, too. That's the fantasy side. So we have that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, said it earlier, a.k.a. Zootopia with humans because yeah. there's humans in there and they're doing things together. Yeah. Lots of things. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we are continuing hashtag March Monster Madness next week with a crazy weekend at an orc nudist colony in CM Nascasta's Girls Weekend, which is also so fucking cute. Again, links are links to our social media are in the episode description. Like, review. It helps. It helps. It helps. Uh, but, you know, until next time, stay smutty. Okay, bye. Um, Bye.